Hi there, my name is Alex Faust and you're listening to Conversations at the Edge. Each week we meet with the top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses, positively impact our communities, and scale up. Good afternoon, good morning, good night, depending on what part of the world you're joining us from. Today we're joined by Jeff Toole. So Jeff is a leading edge strategist and valued advisor of major companies around the world. Uh, He's the president and CEO of Prime Resources Group. Jeff is the author of the best-selling book called Mastering the Complex Sale. Start, um, I'd love to to just understand how you define a complex sale. What does that mean to you? And and what does that mean to business communities like ours? Well, I I think when people think about a complex sale, probably the first reaction is a large ticket large dollar amount type thing, a lot of people involved, maybe cross-functional in its impact in an organization. All of that, of course, is true. But maybe to back up a little bit, um, we see a complex sale as consisting of a decision, a business decision, obviously, uh, but it's also a personal decision in that Each individual brings their own beliefs and biases and experiences and so forth to the decision. And then you'd also likely have the technical aspects of what's being solved and how. And in the medical world, there'd be a clinical dimension to it. So if you you take all of those as characteristics, but I'm going to say the real thing I think that makes it complex is that the customer can't do this well by themselves. They, they need outside expertise, and that's where the sales professional comes in, in terms of, of guidance as a doctor, as a professional, would guide the patient, a, an attorney would guide the client. And, and think of that guidance in three major areas, the diagnosing the problem, designing the solution, and actually implementing or delivering, providing expertise to assure success in it. So when the customer needs outside expertise, uh, that makes it complex. So how do you get sales professionals to operate at this era three level of selling? In your course, you talk a little bit about expected versus exceptional behaviors. Um, You mind diving into that a little bit? You know, one point I'll make is the era three style behavior approach uh, has been around for all the years. We just spoke about of era one and two. I mean, you can go back to the 50s and 60s and take a company like IBM. And, uh, you know, they did a lot of work, for example, in the banking industry. And you could look back and say those those sales professionals developed within IBM's culture knew as much or more about banking than the customers, the bank managers, executives they were calling on. So they really were of an era three type. And we've we've seen them all along. So so if you think about what, what is that type, well. It's the same type that would become a doctor, would become an attorney, but chooses the profession of sales. And in the the sense, 
of they have a system in place that they're following. The, the profession has defined that. Their company has fine-tuned it. So you think of the system as a organized process, a set procedure. It leads to a predictable result. Uh, pilot, doctor, attorney, we're all following a system. Um, then there would be the skill part of it. And I think you could say the skill of a profession can be learned if the professional has the desire. And, uh, get, and there's an aptitude, obviously, part of that. I don't like blood, so I wouldn't make it well as a, as a physician, so to say. But, but you can learn the profession. And finally, the discipline is a real key piece in the sense of the discipline is the quality level of the execution of the profession. And the discipline is the mindset, how, how that individual thinks about. So now kind of coming back to what are some of the raw natural characteristics that says this person is well capable if they desire to be at that top era three level, uh, you're, you're, you're bringing a curiosity to the table, how, how things work, how things don't work, how you get them to work. That leads into a desire to ask questions and, and listen uh, on the curiosity side. And in general, you're thinking more like a business person than a salesperson. Uh, and, you know, there's, there's some interesting statistics that talk about over half or about 56% of people who are in sales shouldn't be in sales in the first place because they don't have some of these fundamental characteristics. And I'm going to suggest the third characteristic is probably that characteristic to serve. You, you see customer service and sales folks that excel, they're, they're really other focused and kind of that, that basic uh, human nature premise that if I help other people succeed, I'll succeed as a uh, byproduct of that. So I do want to ask one more question before we go. Um, you know, we're in very interesting times. The, seems like everything is going virtual and remote. Yes, businesses are opening back up. But if you're an organization who wants to explore a previously in-person sales process, now maybe virtually, what are the keys to uh, you know, third era selling in a virtual world? You know, what, what's interesting to that question, obviously how appropriate it is today, but the same things we've been talking about lend itself to be able to be done very uh, easily, I'm going to say, virtually. Because you have a process that you follow. The process is about helping the customer look inside their business, their world. So they are very willing, eager to participate and, and open up their world when they when they sense and see this organized process that you're bringing to them 
And I, I find it really fascinating as I look at our clients that have been doing really well. Uh, most of them are saying, you know, what's really great is I don't have to get on a plane and I don't have to drive across town. I can have five or six conversations, high quality, in-depth, half hour to 45 minute conversations in a day. Whereas in the past, I was doing those maybe one a day without travel. So, so back to, I find it fascinating. I mean, we've been doing virtual reinforcement and so forth and in our consulting projects. Uh, we, so, so it wasn't a new type thing for me. Uh, but look at right now, you, you and I are talking in each other's homes. And uh, you don't get much more personal than that really quickly. I mean, it, there hasn't been a dog running through or a kid running through, but that, that just adds, adds to the conversation. Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates. Or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again and see you next time.